Hello and welcome to the Lean Line podcast. Uh, Chris here again. Hope you're doing well. Uh, keeping safe, as safe as you had done all week listening to these podcasts. Um, thank you very much if you listened to all of them. It's really appreciated. Hopefully you've been enjoying them. Um, we are doing our SWPL2 10 question preview this time. And again, I'm joined by Campbell Finlayson. Campbell, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm much happier than I was an hour ago. So, <laughs> all good. Awesome. Um, Campbell, obviously, obviously revealing the secrets behind the curtain and that we're doing this in a job lot, but you're hearing it in two separate days, but yeah, you can figure that out. I don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about SWPL2. So on the last podcast about SWPL1, or the podcast you haven't heard yet about SWPL1, haven't decided yet, um, we mentioned the fact there's no relegation, but there will be two teams going up from SWPL2 into SWPL1. Um, and at the bottom of the table, there is no automatic relegation. Um, there will be two teams coming up from the SWF Championship, the two winners of the North and the South Championships. The second place teams in both those divisions will play each other in a playoff. They will then play the bottom team in SWPL2 in a playoff. And whoever wins that plays in SWPL2 in 2021-22. Now, Campbell, I'm not going to actually explain that again, so that's cool. We are just going to start talking about um, players and teams. So as we did with the SWPL1, question number one, who do you think will be the best signing of this, this SWPL2 season? Um, I have put Chloe Doherty at Queen's Park, who's obviously a player that has shown that she can score goals at this level of, so with Glasgow girls as they were at the time, um, now women, she's a good signing for Queen's Park, moving across the city there, they've, had, they've brought in a good few signings actually at Queen's Park, and some of them look quite exciting, but um, yeah, I see Chloe, I know she proved it at this level, and hopefully can then do the same again for the Spiders, obviously we're expecting probably a few more signings this week, but she's one so far that definitely stands out for me. Yeah, so we are recording this on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Um, so that you'll hear this Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so if something's happening between those two days, it's not that we don't want to talk about it, it's just it hasn't happened yet. But um, yeah, I've actually also picked Chloe Dockett in for the similar reasons. She is somebody who is prone to score goals, I think, at, at SWPL2 level. Um, and I think she will be a very worthwhile addition to Queen's Park. Um, you're right, they have made some more signings. Um, I think them and, and Glasgow Women have been particularly active over the kind of summer period. Um, but yeah, I think she'll be a good addition. I thought that the Queen's Park team that came up from the SWF L1 South, oh, so many acronyms, man. SWF L1 South um, were decent, but I, I was worried about them at this level. And I feel like they've built their squad a little bit more. I'm still not really sure where they're going to fit in, but I think Chloe Dockett is a really good signing uh, for SWP2 level, especially the, the part of the league that Queen's Park are probably going to be playing in. Um, so let's move on. We've agreed on the best signing. Will we agree on the best breakout season? Well, the young players that have the breakout season. Um, I have gone for Emma Craig at Partick Thistle. Um, I think when she signed for Partick Thistle from Celtic, it was seen as a bit of a coup um, at the start of the start of the year. Um, she had played for Scotland under-19s at the, the European Championships that we hosted. Um, she also scored against France in that game where we lost out in injury time to that Melvin Mavard uh, goal in injury time against France. Um I think she's a player that I I feel like there is definitely something, something there. And I think a move is actually something that will benefit her as opposed to maybe staying at Celtic. Obviously, the, the change in the development system as well means she'd probably be playing a lot of NPL football, which is a good level. There's absolutely nothing on NPL. I've, I put a tweet out the other day saying how much I enjoy it because I do. Um, but I think a move to regular SWPL2 football can be really good. Um, I, I mean... I think I think it's a pretty decent shout. But what have you got as your breakout star for the SWPL two season this year? I've gone for um, Abby McDowell at Kilmarnock, who's one of the players that's been promoted up from their under nineteens. 
Kelly Rashida. I've got a good few young players around there, and I think she's another one that hopefully will be able to kick on. Still, as you say, very young and maybe not guaranteed to be starting each week, but it's definitely a player that you can see getting game time and will hopefully be able to kick on it. Come on, like there's it's a league of a lot of young players, and she's certainly one of the youngest, but you're obviously, as we're saying, we're looking for young players to break out, and I feel Abby could be one of those that can break it if she can sort of replicate the form she had for their youth side that's got promoted up to the first team in the first place. So, yeah, I've tripped in the issue. Cool. Good shout. Um, and yeah, I think. I think, as, as we just talked about, I think that step up from MPL for some players is a big jump. And for other players, they, they almost seem like they didn't need to have that level. And as soon as you get into the SWPL2 level, because as we talk about quite a lot, it's quite a young league in general. So if you're good enough, you can kind of make it to, to that level. Um, okay, we've got Abby McDowell and Emma Craig. It's breakout stars. So let's talk about the player you're most excited about seeing this season um, in SWPL2. Who have you got, Campbell? Um, I've written down Suzanne Mulvey at Patrick Thistle, who is one of the more experienced players now in the league. And, and I say Thistle, that's an entertaining, exciting sort of side they've put together. As it looks, it'll be good to see how they got on this season. And she's another one of the experienced heads um, that could help out with their own clubs. And I think given the chance, she's proven before, she knows where the net is in the SWPL2 level. Given the chance, she will bang the goals in. So I'm excited to see how she gets on in that Thistle side. Yeah, I mean, a Scotland international. Playing, playing SWP, obviously not a current Scotland international, but a former Scotland international playing SWPL2 football. Um, that can only be a benefit. Obviously, I mentioned Emma Craig as my breakout star. And, um, there's a very good potential for a, a dynamic between those two going forward for this season. And I think you're right to say that Fisk will probably be one of the teams kind of viewed towards the top end of the table. Um, and I think Suzanne Mulvey will play a key role in that uh, for them. So I think that's a good shout. I've gone something slightly different. Um, it's maybe quite similar to the breakout, uh, breakout star, but I've gone for Ailey Shore at Aberdeen. Um, Aberdeen obviously uh, kind of swept the board at the SWF Awards for the SWFL1 North um, as they were promoted to SWPL2. And Ailey Shore was the player that won Player of the Year in that league. She's also a Scotland under 19 international. She, prior to the break, had scored a couple of goals as well. Um, so I think um, Aberdeen are going to be a team that especially in the current climate, it's going to be a little bit difficult for us to see uh, in, in the flesh. Um, I was fortunate enough to watch the Forfar Farmington Aberdeen game on stream um, at the weekend. Uh, so hopefully I'll get to see a bit more than that way. But I, I've gone for Ailey Shore. Um, and I think that uh, seeing players that you haven't seen before is always something exciting. I don't know about you, Cam, I think we talked a little bit about it in SWP1, but players you haven't seen before, there's always that little bit extra pizzazz behind it. Yeah. Um, it makes a difference when you see, obviously that way when you see a player for the first time and you see a good performance from them like it's, it's always enjoyable to watch and they tend to be one you then keep an eye out for Zanelli's obviously collected a lot of the awards for Aberdeen um, last season didn't really get the chance to show what she can do in SWPL2 obviously with the break we've had so it will be interesting to see how, how she gets on how Aberdeen as a whole really do they've obviously got the good day facility up at Cormac Park and they're They've got that travel, the team's going to have to travel, sorry, so far up there to see them. That could play a part as well. And I think Aberdeen can use it to their advantage and they could be a side that could maybe surprise a few folk. Yeah, I think that long away day is going to be one that um, is going to get referenced a lot. Um, and I, I never really know what to make of it, but I think especially given the the circumstances in which football is currently being played in, the the journey will definitely, I think, play a, play a factor in that. Um, let's move on then from the player we're most excited to see to the player who you think will be MVP. And I can't believe I just did that as a rhyme dance thing that you didn't see. Um, yeah, who, who have you got so we can move on from that? <laughs> yeah, MVP. 
then Lucy Ronald at Glasgow Women, who is another one, a really exciting player on that side. They've been like Thistle, they're a team that's put together a good side. And I think Lucy obviously was named captain, still young, but is a player that I haven't seen her at training and when I was up there working with him and um, in games as well, is definitely an exciting player to watch. And I think she could be one that could be crucial for Glasgow Women this season and could end up being one of the more exciting players in the league as well. So, yeah. Yeah, she, she came on the podcast oh, right at the start of the, the kind of lockdown period. Um, I, she's a player that I also have as MVP, by the way, just for the reason why I continue speaking like that. Um, I think she's also a player that Craig Joyce knows very well from his, their time at Glasgow City together. I think it's telling that he has decided to give her the captain's armband um, this season. And what is a, a young but kind of interesting, kind of exciting squad for Glasgow women? Um, it's fascinating to see how they're going to fuse and how they're going to potentially come together. Um, but yeah, I think that she is one of the players that you kind of look at in SWPL2 and go, you know, she she could definitely be one that maybe makes a step up in maybe a year or two's time to SWPL1 and who knows even further because it's not like she's she's got plenty of time on her side. Um, and I think for me, she's very composed in the ball. She always wants it. She never goes hiding. Um, I thought of the game against Celtic with the Drew 0-0 and the SWPL Cup before that was voided as well. Um, I thought she was very important. Um, so yeah, I've also gone for Lucy Ronald. Uh, in that respect okay um, next we will go for player of the season um, so who are you going to go down for as player of the season um, I've got Kirsty McIntosh at Hamilton um, they're another side that's got a lot of interesting attacking players we've seen what they could do previously and Kirsty's one that's always shown um, for club and country how she can perform and I think if on form she has got the potential to be one of Aki's best players and one of the best players in the league. So I think if she can show that form week in, week out and be a consistent winger, which is hard to find, I think she will do very well. And so I've got her from a player of the season. Do you think Kirsty's a midfield? It's interesting you say that winger because I'm curious what your thought is because I think Kirsty McIntosh is a, a really good shout for this. Um, I think her delivery sometimes is incredible. Like our, our range of passing is really good for somebody so young. Um so, yeah, I'm curious, do you think she is more of a winger than a central midfielder, or how, how do you think she'll kind of settle in this season? Can kind of be both. When you look at Akir, a lot of the time they like, they've seen them playing like the 4-3-3, and obviously MT Gardner can be one that's perhaps more in your traditional winger, if you want to give it, winger, wide midfield, whatever you want to call them. I think Kirsten kind of fits in there and has moved in central as well, but I think more so more um, effective out wide for me. You obviously had the likes of Amy Anderson in the middle of the park for Akis. We know they've got quality all over the pitch, and I think Kirsty in that side maybe push out slightly wider. But yeah, I, whatever she plays, she'll definitely be one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, from from my pick for player of the season, I was tempted just to pick Amy Anderson again, just because I think she was a very much a worthy winner of it last year, um, and I can see her have. I can't see any reason why she wouldn't have an equal to, if not even better, season this season. Uh, but I've gone for a different Aki's player. Um, I've gone for the one you've actually just mentioned, MT Gardner. And I based that on kind of her form before the break. She'd obviously um, done a bit of a, done a piece with the leading the line about kind of being a mother in football, um, which was really interesting. She talked about the fact that she didn't have to come back once, but she's now come back more than once. And I thought when she kind of came back into the side back in the 2019, you could tell she wasn't fully up to speed. But I thought she looked really sharp at the start of the start of 2020. Um, she was kind of playing off the striker or just up just up top, or kind of one of those two positions, depending on who she was playing with. Um, and she looked really sharp, she scored a couple of goals. And I think if she is going to come back in that same level of fitness and mentality, and by all accounts, I'm sure she will, 
then I think she's definitely going to be a contender for that award. She may not, she may not necessarily be the the glamorous pick or the kind of the, the pick that will get lots of attention for player of the season potentially. Um, when you just think about how these awards kind of work, but I think she'll definitely be in with a shout come come season end. Um, next up, top goal scorer in SWPL two. Uh, I will go first, and I have picked Danny McGinley. Um, Danny McGinley scores goals at this level. I think we both know that, uh, Campbell. She scored five against Barrymore Thistle in their mad 8-4 game at the start of the season. It never was. Um, and she's proven it when she signed for Hearts from Forfar Farmington at the back end of the 2019 season. Dundee United will score goals. I think we've been told that they will concede a lot of goals as well. So if you concede a lot, you need to score a lot. And Danny McGinley have got somebody that can certainly do that. Um, who have you gone for uh, up top in terms of uh, top goal scorer? I've also mentioned Danny there. Um, as you've seen, she knows where the net is. scored plenty before. Um, I've, also, I've also written down Dion Brown at Hamilton. Um, we know Aki's about saying they score a lot. We know they're going to create a lot with the players we've mentioned. And Dion knows where the net is. She always takes these chances when she gets them. And whether or not you're saying maybe she's not creating them or doing whatever, she's always in the right place at the right time. And you need that as a striker. And she's certainly one that knows where the net is. And if Aki's can continue to create the chances that they have done, and I think we know they will. She'll certainly be the one that's there to finish them off. And if she can do that consistently, then there's no reason why she can't score more goals than anybody else in the league. So I've got Dion Brown, but it's also Danny McGinley. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of... It's the players, obviously, Dion was the joint top goal scorer in SWPL2 last season as well. So she's got a bit of a track record herself. So yeah, um, I think very good shouts. And who knows, somebody else could emerge at kind of the, the rest of the pack as well. In terms of... Team, you think will spring the biggest surprise, Campbell? Um, I'll let you go first on this one. I, f- I, f- I think we probably might have the same answer, uh, but I'll, I'll let you go first. Uh, maybe not spring a surprise, but I've went with Glasgow women who, when you talk about the sort of teams up the top table, we've tended to go previously with the likes of Aki's, Dundee United, Patrick Bissell. But Glasgow women sort of slipped, not quite under the radar as such, but as you look, at, look at the squad they've put together. A lot of exciting young players in there. They've got players that have played at this level before, players that have played at a higher level before. And I think if they can get them all working together, obviously Craig knows a lot of them from his time at Glasgow City. He's a good coach himself. The methods they have up there are very good. So I think if Glasgow women can, can sort of work out what their main 11 is going to be and get them all working together properly as a unit, then there's no reason why they can't push higher up the table and perhaps go up um, a name for promotion. So, yeah, definitely Glasgow women, I think. It'd be a surprise package. Yeah, I mean, it, as you said, I think at the start of the year, they'd obviously done a lot of recruitment through the development system. They've continued to th- that through the summer. Um, so at the moment, as I said, time of recordings are Tuesday, so there may be other signings to come. But um, at the moment, they've signed Siobhan Honeyman, Taylor Hamill and Eve Donald, um, all from a high level. Siobhan Honeyman from Rangers, Taylor Hamill from, coming from Hearts, um, and Eve Donald from, um, from Hibernian. All names that are kind of were on the consciousness of SWPL one fans. So I think for me, Glasgow Women's are one that can cause a surprise. I think the big thing for them is they've got so much youth, is whether they can turn that into experience um, quick enough to kind of really push at the top. But yeah, I think they, they could be an exciting team to watch. I think they could be potentially a little bit erratic just because of the, the age range in the squad, but yeah, definitely exciting. Uh, I'm very curious to see how they go. Um, I think also, if I remember rightly, they, they are still one of the clubs that have had to move um, from Peter's Hill Park, so they're now playing at, at New Tinto. 
And it'll be interesting to see how it works for them in terms of having somewhere which is kind of their own, although it's not their own because Bud Hill is still their, their home. And I know they've done a lot of work on that over, over the kind of summer months. But yeah, very interesting to see how they go. Um, let's talk about then the other end of the table. And who do you think is in danger of relegation this season, Campbell? I hate to kind of pick on Boromir as such. They were one that we looked at um, in the previous preview pod for the season. It never was. But uh, the name I've got there again, I don't think it'll be a given one. I think there's a, there's a few teams down there who maybe could struggle, but at the same time, these sides could also push further up the table. So it's there's a few down there maybe won't do too great, but I haven't a plump for the one that would go into the playoff of went to Boromir. But again, they've got a good setup through there and there's no guarantee that they will not do well. So I mean, I hope that they do well. I hope they can push on and prove me wrong. But I think they may be the side that will just sort of drop down slightly towards that bottom end of the table. Yeah, um, I've kind of got them down. I've, I've kind of got them down because I think of the teams that came up at the start of last start of this year, they were probably the weakest. Um, they've lost Addy Handley to Hibs, who's one of their kind of bright young prospects. And I think what Boromir do is obviously the biggest... Um, Girls only football club in Scotland um, is fantastic in terms of the work they do. I think they are maybe just a little bit shy uh, in terms of kind of staying up. But we always caveat these just now, Campbell, with the fact that until we see the teams out and about at kind of the, that first month of the season, it's always that little bit harder to know exactly where they're at. But yeah, I think Birmingham are. Um, I think Kelly have got uh, the squad seems a little shy from from what I can see, but. They are a team that obviously proved prove that they are more than capable of an SWP2 level and obviously were contenders kind of for promotion last season as well. Um, so, yeah, and then St. Johnson, I don't think are in any danger of relegation. I think they could actually be one of the other surprises in the league. Um, I know that it, it can sometimes feel a little bit outside of mind, but I know they're playing at Tullock Park, which is the home of Canal Juniors or East of Scotland. That's a whole good different thing we're not going to talk about. Um, but um, yeah, um, and they've also, I think they've made a couple of interesting signs. So I know the same Morgan Stedman from Dunfermline Athletic who scored a lot of goals um, in the championship and what was the SWFL one north or south? I don't firmly were in that middle bit. Um, so yeah, they've made some interesting signs as well. And they've also got some... I think really though, I mean, Lucas and Johnston, they're a side that you don't even really heard too much about, but they've kept the majority of that squad together. Yeah. A side that performed fairly well, and as you're saying, they've brought in some signings there and getting a part that they can play on that's their own as they through in Canoe, then hopefully that will help them kick on as well. I've been part of Kelly's, we're seeing they've got maybe a sparse squad given what we've seen, but obviously expect additions to that. Um, and they've got the players there with experience. I mean, all of these sides could push on further up the table. Equally, they all could be in trouble at their end. So it's, it will be an interesting one at the top and the bottom of the table this season. It's definitely been competitive the whole way through. Yeah, it's the thing that we always say, uh, Campbell, is that SWPL2 is usually the most entertaining league of the two because you never really know what's going to happen at any given weekend when you turn up, um, which is great for, for uh, neutrals and for, well, maybe not so great if you support one of the teams, I imagine, but um, as a neutral turning up, trying to cover the games, I think that's always good. So yeah, um, definitely worth uh, having a consideration then, but let's talk about the big one. Who is going to win the league this season, Campbell? Um, I've got Hamilton. We've obviously, we've mentioned a lot of the sides that could help there, but I think when Hamilton's got, I find Hamilton to win the league fairly comfortably, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think they've got quality all over the party competition for every single position as well there's no one guaranteed to be starting and they've just got a really strong squad with another few additions you would imagine as well before the start of the season so 
I've gone Aki's and I say, hopefully it'll be a tighter season, but I can see Hamilton perhaps pulling away. I think, yeah, when you look at the most rounded squad on paper at the moment in SLPL2, it's, it's probably Aki's. They obviously got very close last season, losing out to Hearts um, on the kind of last day of the season, but it was the last day of the season, but the results kind of made it look a lot wider than it actually was. Um, I think that they have kind of strengthened all kind of the, the key areas. Um, so, yeah, I think I've got Aki's as favourites in terms of going up. But in terms of that second spot, Campbell, obviously there's two spots to go up um, from SLVPL2. It's, it, there's definitely other teams in amongst that. I think we've mentioned part of this. So I think Dundee United are are probably up there as well if they if they score more than they concede seems to be the, the chat and I suppose Stirling University as well we've not really talked about them um, bit of an unknown quantity especially this season because of what's happening in the university system um, they've made some interesting announcements I know they, they've announced um, uh, the sign of a Hungarian player um, I forget the name at the moment but um, this season um, Stirling University obviously the team that came down as well do you think they are because nobody's talking about them, do you think they're in, they're potentially a side that could just kind of emerge from nowhere and before we know it, they're in the title picture as well? Yeah, there's every chance, Chris. We're saying obviously there's any team that could be, everyone could be involved at the bottom or at the top. You could fancy um, Stirling Uni to move up. Obviously, they've been in SWPL1 for so long, so to come down, it will be a change for them. Obviously, you get a lot of players that are coming in with universities, obviously, off as well with everything that's going on. It's been kind of tough, but they're all back. They're all playing again together and you see, some of the new additions like, could be quite exciting coming in. It's a different league for them. It's a different challenge for the team as a whole. And it wouldn't surprise me to see them kind of push up further. They, I was at their game when we got the false start last season and they were disappointing against an Aki side who, as I said, are the favourites for the title. But yeah, I think they're another side that could actually be mentioned as a surprise package. They've kind of slipped under the radar as well. And so it'll be interesting to see how they start the season. Yeah, the, the Hungarian player is Emas, and this is probably why I should have just stayed stuck with the Hungarian player, Emas Vigetti. Um, ah, they also see the Spanish player, um, Mario Sanchez. Um, and Anna Dikov actually is an interesting one, former Hips Developmental, who has come in via Glasgow Women. I can't remember if she ever actually properly signed, but she definitely was part of the transition somewhere among there. But yeah, um, I think we've both gone for Aki's, and I think the second position is definitely going to be up for grabs, probably across the league, uh, let's be honest, in terms of that. Um, what's your one bold prediction then ahead of the new season for SWPL2? Uh, I'll say whoever finishes bottom will lose the playoff. Um, okay, that's interesting because I've said whoever finishes bottom will not lose the playoff and stay up. So make your case, first of all, for why you think whoever finishes bottom will lose the playoff. I just feel the momentum of the sides coming up, um, the likes of Livingston and Fairmont, as you've mentioned, the sides that could certainly be involved um, at the top of caused cup upsets in previous seasons against sides at the bottom of SWPL2 and as we're saying it's a tough tough season and teams could be fighting a lot it could come down to a tight relegation battle at the end or playoff play sorry and they could they could be fighting sorry right until the end and it could make that difference of you could maybe say you lost out on the last day of a mental thing where you think no here we need to go play another game against a side coming up and I just have a feeling that whoever wins the playoff between the north and south sides in SWFL or the championship, sorry, as it's known now, isn't it? Um, I think they could just have that edge. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes, obviously, next year. But there's definitely that chance that the um, lower league sides could come up. Yeah, so I, I've gone that, that they'll stay up on the basis that the seasons for SWPL teams are going to be quite 
disjointed because of the world we live in at the moment. And I think they're going to be even more so for the SWF Championship teams. Um, I do think that some of the teams in the Championship will definitely compete with the kind of bottom end of SWPL2 come playoff time. But I just think that, I think you kind of saw it with the way that development sides performed in the old SWFL, especially in the South where you had like the top four teams were development sides in that league. Um, I think you saw that uh, there is a big jump from that kind of championship level as it is now to SWPL level. Um, so I think be- just because of everything else that's going on in the world at the moment, um, I think that the, the established team will probably hold out. But it gives us something interesting to talk about when that comes in, Campbell, because we both had two different takes on it. Yeah, and let's talk about the Sunday fixtures. So Campbell says taking a trip to Bembroke from New Tinto Park, the home for Glasgow women this season. They're home to Stirling University. Um, Aberdeen play Dundee United at Cormac Park. I think that'll be a particularly interesting game. It's just too far away for us at the moment. Um, St. Johnston play Kilmarnock. Queen's Park hosts Partick Thistle. Um, and Hamilton play Burnamere Thistle. And the Hamilton game... Um, just before we started recording, Hamilton announced it'll be free to view on YouTube. So it's good to see another club, um, along with Forfa Farmington, um, kind of get their fixtures out there in a way so that somebody can watch the full game if they want to do so. So more of that, please, because it makes these kind of conversations we're having just now a little bit easier too. But for now, Campbell, thank you very much for coming on. No worries. Um, thank you very much for listening to this one. For any of the podcasts we've put out over this last week, for any podcast you listened to at all, if you shared it, if you like it, if you tell people about it, it's really appreciated. We're just here trying to grow women's football in Scotland. Hopefully we are able to do that and, um, and we're going to have some fun along the way. But for now, thanks so much for listening. Stay safe and we'll speak again soon.